BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement. Mine's a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and it is March of 2023. And this month, we are talking about Ostara, sort of. We're talking about the Wheel of the Year, sort of. We're talking about a lot of things, sort of. Uh, because time and time again, I keep repeatedly getting questions um, about how people should celebrate these holidays and that they don't really feel connected to these holidays of the Wheel of the Year based on their own local climate and things like that. In fact, I just got an ask in my uh, Tumblr inbox in the last week, uh, which I should really respond to before Ostara happens, because this episode is coming out for Patreon patrons before Ostara, but for non-Patreon patrons, for everybody else, it's coming out like after Ostara 2023. So I should I should give this person an answer like normally, but <laughs> what they asked to kind of shortened down what they asked uh is if they have anything to get into ostara that they have um i've moved to a tropical area in the last five years and i'm a bit homesick for those real true season changes rather than going from kind of warm to hot to kind of warm lol the greenery doesn't change out here at all and again it's a sentiment i i hear a lot and in fact, I kind of 100% understand from a very different direction because when we talk about Ostar, when we talk about uh, these spring holidays, and this gets me even more with like in bulk, but um, these are supposed to be celebrations of the spring, right? Uh, I live in northwestern Wisconsin. <laughs> right now, if you go outside my door... Uh, if you go outside in my neighborhood, you go outside in my town. It is uh, not exactly looking spring-like most marches. I mean, some years it is, but like this year, the whole place is covered in snow still. And we're, we're probably going to get at least one more snow before the end of the year. Sometimes we get a whole bunch of big snows before the end of March. And it's we get snow sometimes into April. Sometimes spring does show up, but often it's not here. And if you look at the descriptions of the holidays for what they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to be in celebration of, what we see around Ostara here in Wisconsin is what's supposed to be happening around Imbolc. And so the question lies is that are these holidays of the Wheel of the Year relevant? And if we want them to be relevant, how should we adjust them and change them? How should we celebrate these dates if we want to celebrate these dates? Right? Before I really go further, I want to be really clear about something. You are under no obligation as a witch to celebrate the Wheel of the Year. I'm a Wiccan. We do the Wheel of the Year. It's part of our whole thing. But if you're not a Wiccan, you don't have to. There's been this push, again, uh, for for the Wheel of the Year to be this universal pagan and witchcraft calendar. And 
while it is open to anybody who wants to celebrate them, because this is an amalgamation of the the four Celtic fire festivals and the um, astronomical changes of the seasons. These are open things to everybody. You are under no obligation to have to do this stuff, right? So one of the answers to uh, not feeling connected to these holidays with your local region is that you just don't have to do them. Like, I want to be really clear. Like, you you do not have to do these things as a part of your witchcraft or as a part of your life. Um, I'm a Wiccan. They're a little bit more important to me for, you know, the, the significance. But if not, you can just skip them. <laughs> you can just skip them. Uh, that said... If you're like me and determined to celebrate these things, even though they don't seasonally fit the descriptions that we've been given, let's talk about the most important two things you can do. One, completely celebrate celebrate the seasons as they are happening around you. Or two, move them. The moving to another date is an idea that uh, isn't really necessarily mine. I, I picked it up from a couple different people I've heard this from. Um, but the idea, and this isn't necessarily people who celebrate the full wheel of the year, but certain things like in bulk where you're supposed to be seeing the beginning of, of spring and like the first edges of like the thaw and things like that, is that there are people who just celebrate that when it happens where they live, right? It's the same reason why in the Southern Hemisphere, in general, the, the wheel is rotated, right, for the different hemisphere. It's it's okay not to do it on that specific date, right, then? Because people celebrating these holidays in the Southern Hemisphere are doing it on a completely... They're doing it six months off of the, the people in the Northern Hemisphere. So I think that it is... There's nothing wrong with waiting until the seasons catch up with the seasonal holiday you're trying to celebrate like the idea that any of these days have hard like are solid and set in stone for like especially the 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 four celtic fire festivals they they fluctuated in dates and and moved slightly you know if when Samhain was celebrated wasn't like rock solid on this calendar because they didn't use this calendar right <laughs> it's uh like, anyone who tells you that they know for sure when Beltane was and when Samhain were, like, historically. No. 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 <laughs> All right. So, uh, like, the, 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 they, they fell within a range of dates. Um, so, just... If you're determined to celebrate the markers of the Wheel of the Year as it falls into the, the seasonal changes that they're meant to celebrate, move your celebration to when those seasonal changes happen. You know, if if you're not celebrating in bulk until March because you live in a part of the world where the seasonal change doesn't start hitting until then, that's fine. You know, that's normal. The other option 
And the one that I choose to do, and the one that I choose to prefer, is um, to celebrate the world as it's happening on those dates. The The reason for this is pretty simple. First off, the, the Wheel of the Year is pretty spread out evenly across the year. And so it gives you an opportunity to check in with nature around you at regular intervals. Also, the the four seasonal changes are astronomically significant, right? It's the difference between, you know, when my spring actually starts from, like, uh, a growth of new blossoms and things like that is very different than, say, the United Kingdom or Ireland or Scot... You know, it... <laughs> the United Kingdom like a very different from that area of, of Europe versus northwestern Wisconsin right like our seasons don't exactly line up but but the cycle of the sun's position in the sky still does that that equal day between night and well not exactly equal because of where we measure the center of the sun versus the thing um Look it up. Uh, equinox is not actually equal day and equal night um, because it's from the midpoint of the sun, the way we measure it. But anyways, it's those astronomical points in our calendar are still significant, right? Um, and the, the 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 longest day at midsummer, the shortest day at Yule, like these are still true. Um, so I would say that what you do is you celebrate the world around you. Like, if you think about it, like, a lot of, like, the traditional celebrations around Ostar, I'll take that for example, are largely lifted from Christianity because the myth of Easter being a stolen pagan holiday is nonsense. I think I talk about it back in my Wheel of the Year episode. Um, <laughs> uh, Brina Garen on Hex Positive has a fantastic rant <laughs> about Ostara as an episode. Um, but, like, things like the rabbit that that actually comes from early Christianity. Things like the eggs that actually comes from early Christianity. So a lot of these things that we, um, the entire propaganda that this stuff was like stolen pagan stuff actually uh, largely comes from like uh, anti-Catholic propaganda for brother Christians. It's a whole thing. But importantly though, like we're already adapting these traditions from the world around us to celebrate this holiday right like when people color eggs for ostara they're adapting a tradition from another religion to uh, to celebrate the seasonal change so what i'm saying is, is that if you want to feel in touch with the season if you want to feel in touch with the with something like the spring equinox and the spring equinox feels very different to you than it does in the United Kingdom, change what you're doing. I would say that if you're in a tropical or equatorial region, I think that's a really solid question as to whether you want to bother celebrating it at all. <laughs> like, that's a solid question. Because if there's not going to be a significant difference, I mean, there is a difference, unless you're exactly on the equator, there is a difference between your day and night cycle. Um, so there's something to be said for that, but I don't necessarily see those as, like, if you live on the equator and there's a holiday 
Like, Ostara, I don't know that it really makes a significant difference. And whether or not that needs to be an important holiday for you. And if the reason why it feels important to you is because you're originally from somewhere that did have seasons, like, if celebrating Ostara is important to you, and you live in, like, a tropical or equatorial region. Don't think of it as trying to connect to the land you're, you're on, because it, you're not going to find that celebration really significant there, right? You're not going to find that connection. What I would see it as is celebrating it as a connection to where you came from. Make it a reminder of home. Make it a reminder of where you lived, where those connections to the seasons were important. And build it off of that. Because seeking to celebrate a holiday that is connected to the change of the seasons to somewhere where you're not, in many ways... The reason why you're yearning to celebrate this holiday, the reason why you feel that need, is because you miss that environment, right? You miss living somewhere where there are seasons. So make your celebration a celebration of that. Now, Because arguably, if you want to feel connected to the land and the energy of a place that doesn't have these seasonal changes, your focus shouldn't be on the seasonal changes. <laughs> like, you should be looking at the natural cycles that actually exist there. Actually, I mean, and if there are seasonal changes, again, I'm not an expert on the tropics. I live here. <laughs> like, it's, um... It's raining right now. It's going to snow tonight while I'm recording this. So I'm... If there are weather cycles, like, obviously there are things like hurricane season, right? There are monsoon seasons. There's different things like that. Make your celebrations about connected to your point in those cycles, right? If you're trying to connect with local nature... Look for the cycles of local nature, right? Look for the things that connect you to those things. Because really, the whole point of the Wheel of the Year, if you choose to celebrate the Wheel of the Year, the whole point of the Wheel of the Year is to observe and connect with the changing world around you, with the natural cycles of the world around you, to... Feel like you're in contact with just the way the world functions and works. And if you try to force that, if you try to force that into these preconceived ideas put together by, um, <laughs> by a bunch of British, <laughs> old British guys, um, to connect it to even older uh, 
traditions and holidays that were based around that specific region's cycles. If you're trying to prescribe it into those boxes, you're not really connecting with the actual world around you. You're connecting to the idea of their world. And I don't know, for me, if you want to make this as part of your craft, obviously, again, this is all a whole bunch of <laughs> if, <laughs> if this, then that. Um, if you really want to connect to that as a part of your craft, uh, you should be trying to connect with what is actually there and not the idealized version. The idea is, is that we connect to what exists, not what we wished existed, not what we hoped existed, not that what the the fantasy of it is, but the real world that surrounds us, for better or for worse, for oh, it's godforsaken snow outside. <laughs> it's bad, y'all. It's so bad. It was on Tuesday this week. <laughs> I went outside and it was one degree Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. One degree Fahrenheit. Uh, I won't do the conversion there for you, but uh, it was a bit chilly. And I was very thankful for the heated steering wheel on my truck. <laughs> when I went to the grocery store, it is, it's in the 40s today. It's going to be in the 20s overnight, and <laughs> it's going to snow, and then it's going to be in, like, highs are, like, local highs here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for those curious, in the Eau Claire, Wisconsin weather report from mid-March 2023. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to have a high in the 20s with a low in the teens, same with the day after that. And the day after that, we get... Slightly above freezing at 35 degrees Fahrenheit. And then we'll go back up into the 40s next week. Um, and hopefully by the time this episode goes public, I'll have spent like a whole week in the 40s and will not be super annoyed. But who knows? <laughs> Y'all, sometimes it's exhausting. <laughs> So, with that, <laughs> I guess the, the, to, to sum up, to conclude, to draw all this stuff together, you celebrate the seasons as they exist where you are, and either you move the date or you adjust what you do on that day to the world around you. Either way, you should be celebrating. If you want to celebrate the wheel of the year, do not take it as rote. Take it as intended, as these are holidays meant to connect you to the natural cycle of the world around you. And if you want to feel that, if that's your desire, to feel that connection and to celebrate that cycle, adapt what you're doing for the world that actually exists where you are, and if you don't want to do and if you want to instead celebrate where you come from and like if you're living somewhere different from where you grew up and want to celebrate home, think of understand that if you are doing things in the way that you would have celebrated back at home before you left, that what you're celebrating is 
your connection to that home and not where you currently are. Because if you're not adapting your how if you're not adapting what you're doing to where you currently are, then you're not celebrating the nature that exists around you. And again, you don't have to, because again, all of this is voluntary. <laughs> it's all voluntary. You don't have to do any of this. No one's making you. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to draw this episode to a close. Uh, remember that uh, the show is made possible by Patreon patrons. Um, and I want to give a shout out to uh, some of those patrons of Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Amber Schmidt, and Echo of Truth, Claire Dennis, Caleb Burkowski, and Tess Daniel. Um, remember, you can support this show on Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. That's patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. And for just a dollar a month, you get episodes like this a whole week early. And uh, yeah, um, and if you can't support the show, that's okay. I understand. I still love you. Just share this show on social media. And if you want to follow the show on social media, I am on um, on TikTok. I am at Tregorn. I'm taking a break from TikTok, but I'll be back later. Um, you can also follow me on Tumblr. That's my main social media at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N dot Tumblr dot com. And if you want to follow the show on Facebook, it is facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. I still technically have a Twitter account. I am not using it ever these days, except for some automated stuff. I'm pretty much done with Twitter at this point. But the account still exists at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Um, yeah, and again, facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. Uh, my TikTok username is T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Oh, yeah, and you can follow the show on YouTube. Uh, BS for Witchcraft YouTube channel. It's linked on the page on the show notes. Remember, you can always find everything about this show at bsforwitchcraft.com. And we are a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. And, uh, again, uh, Hex Positive has been updating again. And you should listen to Hex Positive. If you like witchcraft content, listen to Hex Positive. And you can find more information of that at nerdandtie.com slash hex. And, uh, yeah... I always feel like I'm missing something, and I'm always forgetting things. But most importantly, I want to thank you guys for, for tuning in yet another month. Oh, and uh, I should start mentioning this in episodes. Uh, remember that every July I do a feedback and question episode. Episodes like this were prompted because people asked me stuff about this, right? And every July I do a full episode where I answer questions. So if you go to bsforwitchcraft.com and click on the contact form and fill that out and you give me your question, uh, there's a good chance that I will respond to it in the July episode. So start sending those in because uh, I like to try to get through as many of those as I can. Those episodes are usually not short. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I love you guys. And uh, remember, magicians. Dirt in her fingernails, brick in her hand. Talk to you next month.